Hey guys, this is New Money Podcast, and today's rewind where we're taking things way back to basics. The topic of today's episode is proof of work versus proof of stake. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it down for you so that you can understand it in bite-sized chunks. Then when you hear people talking about it in the future, you're going to say, oh yeah, today broke it down for me on New Money Podcast. All right, so where do I begin? In previous Rewind episodes, Naz talked about Bitcoin and Musty talked about the blockchain. But the big question is, what are the actual rules of the network? And who governs the network? That's done through proof of stake and proof of work. And I'm going to teach you what these are today. So, where do I start? Mm, I'll give you a brief history about what proof of work actually is. So, funny fact... Proof of work actually was created in 1993 and it was created so that it can combat spam emails. However, it actually wasn't really used until Satoshi Nakamoto created Bitcoin. Bitcoin runs on a blockchain and for the blockchain to work, it needs to reach consensus. A consensus is where everybody agrees that the transactions that are on the network are actually valid. This is very important because the blockchain is decentralized and where it's decentralized it has multiple people confirming transactions on the network it's not like a centralized body like a bank for example where we trust them with all our information and for them to validate all the transactions say me sending money to you this is very important to understand before we move forward so how does proof of work work Well, this is how it works on the Bitcoin network. Proof of work occurs when miners who are validating the transactions on the network are solving mathematical puzzles and the incentive for them to solve these transactions is that they're given a transaction fee, a reward. So it's simple. The more mathematical puzzles that they solve, the more rewards they get. And this keeps the network going. So have you ever sent a Bitcoin transaction and you sent like 0.1 BTC? Then like the person that you sent it to gets like 0.9998 BTC or something like that. That's because the miners who verified that transaction of you sending it to the other person, they got paid out a fee. That's the fee. So when a transaction is confirmed on a blockchain, They're actually confirmed in blocks. So all the transactions are bundled together. Musti explained this in Rewind episode one. But if I was to mine the same block and you were to mine the same block, who decides who gets the reward? Because we're both doing the same thing. Well, the miner that is paid out for confirming these transactions in this block is determined by something called the hash rate. The hash rate is the speed at which the mathematical equation is completed. So the higher the hash rate, the quicker you complete the transaction, 
the more likely you are to get paid out. <laughs> it's so simple. And this means that with proof of work, what happens is that miners come together so that they can increase their hash rate, so they can increase their power, so that once they work together, they are more likely to get the payout. So then the payout is just split amongst all the miners that have bundled their mining power together. And this is called a mining pool. So now we understand how proof of work works, I'm gonna switch over and tell you how proof of stake works because it's a bit different. Proof of stake works by having validators on the network. So instead of having miners, it has validators. And validators, instead of being chosen by the amount of power that they have, they're actually picked randomly. So it's pretty simple. To become a validator, you have to have a master node, or you have to have a node in the network. And a node is like a verifier. But to be able to have a node, you need to stake a number of tokens. An example of this is pivots. So to host a node on a pivots network, you need to stake 10,000 pivots tokens. But the benefits of having a node or hosting a node on the network is that you're gonna receive a payout. So every time there's a transaction on the network that is validated by your node, what it means is that you're gonna receive a payout and you really get a residual income from this. So you may be thinking, okay, if I host a node and someone else hosts a node, how do they pick who actually verifies a transaction? That's a good question to ask. And the answer to that question is, each validator is picked at random. But the more tokens that you stake, the more likely that you are to be picked to verify the transaction and the more likely you are to receive a payout. So if you stake 10,000 pivots, you'll be able to host a masternode on a network. And looking at masternodes.online, currently, if you were to stake 10,000 pivots, which is $61,000, you'll be able to receive a 6.8 return on your investment annually. So it's up to you if you want to host a node on the network for pivots. But there are more profitable proof of stake tokens out there that you can receive a higher return and obviously get a higher payout and it's more profitable. So a question you might ask is, on a proof of stake network, if you're hosting a node, wouldn't you just let fraudulent and fake transactions go through so that you can receive a payout? <laughs> well, the answer to this is that by staking your tokens, it means that if your stake is larger than the payout that you're gonna receive for allowing a fraudulent transaction to go through, then it actually means that you're gonna lose money. So an example is, if you're getting paid out 300 pivot per transaction, but you stake 10,000 pivots with your master node, it doesn't actually make sense to let 300 pivots get a payout because you're gonna lose your initial 10,000 pivots. Meaning, 
if you allow fraudulent transactions to go through, you actually risk losing your stake. <laughs> what I'm saying is that I want to be doing that, bro. <laughs> now, let me segue to another question that you might be thinking. What if you have 51% of the tokens on the network? Surely you can let false transactions go through because you essentially control the proof of stake network. Well, here's a solution to this. This is called a 51% attack. And financially, there is actually no incentive for you to allow the false transactions to go through if you control 51% of the network because you're not gonna be getting a larger payout from the transactions than you would have been getting from staking your tokens. So financially, there is no incentive and this actually makes proof of stake more secure than proof of work. Because with proof of work, if you have 51% of the network as a miner, then that means that you can verify false transactions. However, with that, the big issue is that that would require so much power and electricity that financially, again, it's going to be difficult. But in theory, that is more likely to happen than on a, on a proof of work network than a proof of stake network. Additionally, with proof of stake networks, they're actually cheaper to set up because you just have to stake tokens. However, to actually mine, you have to get really expensive mining equipment for a proof of work network. So now I've explained the difference between proof of stake and proof of work for you. Next time you hear somebody talking about it, you could just jump in the convo and you'll be like, proof of stake is where you stake your tokens to receive a reward. Proof of work is where you mine so that you can receive a reward. Very simple. So I want to thank you guys for learning about proof of stake and proof of work today. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at NU Money Podcast. That's New Money Podcast. Peace. Peace.